We've all been there. Payroll can be frustrating for many reasons, and in many small to mid-sized businesses, it's HR's responsibility. No one pays attention when you get payroll right, period after period, but one mistake can make or break HR's reputation within your organization. Of course, you must also stay compliant with laws governing pay and stay on top of deductions too. It's no wonder so many HR pros stick with the payroll practices and schedule they inherited from their predecessor. But I wanna make this clear, your payroll practices should be intentional, not inherited, especially when it comes to your pay schedule. In today's episode, we're going to cover the factors that influence pay schedules and your available options. By the end, you'll understand why biweekly is best and how to make the potentially difficult transition. Today, we'll discuss the four factors affecting pay schedules, the four types of pay schedules, and why you should pay biweekly and how to transition. Let's get going. The four factors affecting pay schedules. Most states have laws regulating pay periods. I'll explain more in a minute. But it's likely your organization has more discretion in determining the pay schedule than you realize. But choosing the right pay schedule is much easier said than done. So I'm going to explain the four factors small to mid-sized businesses should consider. First, state laws. Most states require a minimum pay period or the minimum frequency that organizations must pay employees. But of course, it varies from state to state. The most common minimum pay period is semi-monthly. Weekly pay for at least some industries is required in nine states, California, Connecticut, Iowa, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Hampshire, New York, Rhode Island, and Vermont. Six states, however, have no minimum pay regulations. Those are Alabama, Montana, Nebraska, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina. Another consideration is processing cost. Running payroll each period costs money, which means that organizations should take these costs into account when selecting a pay schedule. Usually the more pay periods per year, the more costly running payroll will be. The next factor to consider is overtime implications. There are five states that require the calculation of overtime on a daily basis. Alaska, California, Colorado, Nevada, and Oregon. The other 45 states, which do not have specific overtime laws, defer to federal law. The Fair Labor Standard Act, or FLSA, requires overtime to be paid at 1.5 times the regular wage whenever a worker exceeds 40 hours in a work week, which it defines as a consecutive period of seven days. Employers have some discretion in determining what day begins their work week, but generally they cannot change those parameters once set. If you have a semi-monthly pay schedule, you still need to consider the weekly overtime implications of non-exempt or hourly employees when running payroll. Be on the lookout for next week's episode of HR FAQ, where I'll cover overtime calculations in more depth. Finally, HR should factor in benefit deductions. Consider how often benefit deductions will be calculated per pay period. Now that we've covered the four factors affecting pay schedules, let's use them to weigh the pros and cons of the four most common types of pay schedules. As I mentioned earlier, you likely have more discretion in choosing a pay schedule than you thought. Every organization needs to determine which pay schedule is right for it. 
Doing so can impact company culture, employee satisfaction, and even recruitment and retention. For example, if your business operates in one of the six states with no minimum pay period, you could legally pay your employees only once a year. But realistically, how many workers would be willing to apply for or stay in a position at your organization if that were the case? Not many. So the four most common types of pay schedules are monthly, semi-monthly, bi-weekly, and weekly. Let's look at each one more closely. First, a monthly pay schedule means that there are 12 pay periods per year with specific recurring pay dates, usually at the end of the month. They are roughly 173 hours per monthly pay period. According to the most recent data available from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, monthly is the least common pay schedule. Some pros. Since health insurance premiums are usually charged on a monthly basis, payroll deductions are easier with a monthly or semi-monthly schedule. Also, since processing costs are often charged each time payroll is run, a monthly pay schedule means less time and lower costs for employers throughout the year. Some cons. Employees rarely prefer a monthly pay schedule since it makes it more difficult to manage their personal expenses. It can also be a bit daunting for a new hire who may need to wait over a month before receiving their first paycheck, especially if the company pays in arrears. Next, a semi-monthly pay schedule means two pay periods per month or 24 per year. Typically, pay dates are either the 1st and 15th of each month or the 15th and 30th or 31st. Each pay period has about 87 hours. Some pros. As with a monthly pay schedule, semi-monthly makes it easier to calculate benefit deductions, and there are relatively few pay periods than bi-weekly or weekly, reducing the time and costs of running payroll. Accounting teams prefer this method because the last paycheck often occurs at the end of each month. Cons. A semi-monthly schedule makes calculating overtime and commission payouts much more difficult. Semi-monthly pay periods begin and end on fixed dates of the month, which means that pay dates will land on different days of the week each period. Since the FLSA requires a work week to begin and end on fixed days of the week, a semi-monthly schedule greatly complicates calculating overtime, especially as overtime hours could be split between two different pay periods every other week. The internet is filled with complicated formulas for how to calculate overtime on a semi-monthly pay schedule. The last thing HR payroll admins need is much more math equations. A bi-weekly pay schedule means 26 pay periods a year with pay dates occurring every other week on a specific day of the week, usually Fridays. There are exactly 80 hours per pay period. According to the BLS, bi-weekly is the most common pay schedule, and rightfully so in my opinion. I'll explain more in just a moment. Here are some pros. A bi-weekly schedule makes it easy to calculate overtime for hourly employees since the overtime earned in one week will occur in the same pay period. Some cons. Two of the 12 months in a bi-weekly schedule will have three pay periods. Because insurance premiums are charged on a monthly basis, benefit deductions will not always coincide with or neatly divide into pay periods, but I'll explain how to handle that later in the episode. And finally, a weekly pay schedule means 52 pay periods a year with pay dates occurring once a week on a specific day of the week, 
usually Fridays. There are exactly 40 hours per pay period. Pros, weekly payroll is best for hourly employees who often generate a lot of overtime hours because they don't need to wait weeks before receiving overtime pay. It's also helpful for employees with a regular schedule so they can quickly be paid for their time. Cons, since weekly pay schedule leads to the most pay periods per year, they are the most costly option. Also, payroll administrators need to run payroll at least four times a month rather than once or twice. Again, when weighing pay schedule options, it's important to take into account the kinds of employees you have, state and federal laws, and the resources you have to manage payroll. But as I mentioned before, I believe biweekly is the best for most organizations. Here's why. Many organizations with a mix of exempt and non-exempt employees are already on a monthly or semi-monthly pay schedule because that's the way it's always been. In HR, that's never a good reason to keep doing difficult things. Or after some consideration, a semi-monthly schedule may have seemed easier for calculating benefit deductions. That's a better reason, but the division of deductions on a bi-weekly schedule is not as complicated as it may seem. You can either divide your employer annual premium by 26 and deduct that from each biweekly paycheck, or divide monthly premiums in half and deduct that from each biweekly paycheck, except for the extra check for those two months with three paydates. Clearly, this minor inconvenience is not comparable to the major headache of calculating overtime on a semi-monthly schedule. More to that point. Compliance must always be a factor in any HR decision you make, and choosing a pay schedule is no exception. Remember, if you have any non-exempt or hourly employees, your organization must calculate overtime at least weekly according to FLSA. And as I've explained, given the federal requirements, it's much easier to calculate overtime on a bi-weekly pay schedule. You simply align the beginning and ending of your pay periods with the beginning and ending of your work weeks. Of course, you can do the same with a weekly pay schedule as well. However, since a bi-weekly schedule means running payroll half as often as weekly, I recommend bi-weekly as the more affordable way to go. I should also mention that this is a retention issue too. Employees appreciate the ability to budget with the predictability of bi-weekly paychecks. Although all of the pay schedule we've covered offer regularity, semi-monthly and monthly pay periods make it more difficult for non-exempt employees to budget when they've worked irregular hours of overtime pay. If transparency boosts retention, as I explained in a recent episode, compensation confusion is not a good look. On the other hand, employees always appreciate the extra checks for those two months with three pay dates especially if you opt to not deduct benefits from them. By now, you may be tempted by the relative ease of paying bi-weekly, but you're worried about the difficulty of transitioning from semi-monthly. We've been there at Bernie Portal. A few years ago, we made the decision to transition from semi-monthly to bi-weekly because we recognized the benefits. We communicated the change as early and as often as possible so our employees could plan ahead. Many employees were understandably upset about getting a check for half of what they were expecting during the month we made the switch, and exempt workers saw their salary divide over 26 paychecks instead of 24, 
but we reminded everyone that the new biweekly pay schedule meant they would get an extra paycheck without benefit deductions in two of the months of the following year. It was not easy, but I can tell you that the actual pain of transitioning to bi-weekly was worth avoiding the chronic pain of saying semi-monthly for us. Based on our experience at Bernie Portal, here's how I would recommend approaching a change in payroll schedules. First, Analyze the current pay schedule to see if any pay periods line up and choose the best point in time to adopt the new schedule. Reevaluate near the end of the fiscal year or end of the quarter. Next, communicate the change to employees, especially if you intend to decrease the frequency of pay, as it will impact their budgets. If your budget allows, you could offer advances to employees who will miss a full check during the transition. However, remind them that the advance is not a bonus and will be deducted from their subsequent paychecks. Be prepared for the accounting complications that will come with giving workers this option. Don't deduct benefits from the extra pay dates that will occur in two months of every year. It will be easier for payroll to calculate and employees will enjoy the occasional bump in net pay. And last but not least, Use Bernie Portal's time and attendance feature to help track non-exempt workers' hours. Bernie Portal's all-in-one HRIS also includes a benefits administration feature. And major payroll processors such as ADP, Paycor, and ProLiant integrate with Bernie Portal. I can't promise that a bi-weekly pay schedule will make payroll your favorite pastime, but it will certainly make it less painful. For more information, check out our Bernie Portal resources in the description. As always, remember, your role is as strategic as you make it.